did unmute the microphone. So Helpful. That... I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Palasic. We're married and we have a lot of DVDs. The current count is 1,312, which is too many. Too many. So every week we'll randomly pick two movies from our collection, watch them, talk about them, and when it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. All right. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Welcome episode, back. Episode two. Episode two. Of DVD Deathmatch. DVD Deathmatch. We've we... successfully got rid of one DVD, so our collection is one fewer. One fewer. One fewer. Not one less. Not one less. One fewer. fewer. How are you doing? I'm okay. How I are you? I spent every waking minute with you every for the minute. best. <laughs> Five months or whatever the fuck. So I know. Whatever the, or, or whatever the heck. So I mean, we'll just put the explicit rating <laughs> okay. on our podcast. It's okay. <laughs> or whatever the, uh, the, oh gosh. Golly gee. All right. So today we're talking about two, uh, two movies that are. Two C movies. Two the C words we call C's. them. Two C's. Yikes. Um, two movies that are very different. So different. Um, and also, and yet, weirdly, very representative of, as we said before, of Mike and Liza from like, what, 10 years ago? 15, 15 years ago? I would, say. Yeah. I would say like film school, theater school, like, you know, like burgeoning cinephile <laughs> and burgeoning theater file. File? Theater file. Yikes. Theater kid. Theater That's kid. The, Theater kid. Um, um, okay, so the first movie is Camp. Camp. Camp from 2003, directed by Todd Graff. Uh, the IMDb summary is, after a series of Broadway flops, songwriter Burt Hanley goes to work at a musical camp for young performers. Inspired by the kids, he finds an opportunity to regain success by staging an altogether new production. Very, that's a very Burt Hanley heavy description. It is, and the movie's much more of an ensemble thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not super about Burt Hanley. And but we'll, sure, fine. We'll get to it, but Burt Hanley, I would say, is not the uh, not strongest, the draw, not the draw. Link in the chain. <laughs> um, that is a saying that people say <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So. Uh, it stars, I mean, not many people that you actually know because they got kind of actual theater kids to be in it. So this movie is uh, inspired by an actual theater camp. It's in, like, it's in upstate New York, I right? Think so, yeah. Yeah, and it's called uh, Stage Door Manor. Stage Door, Stage Door Manor. Um, and it stars, like, a bunch of theater kids, essentially, mm-hmm. including a little teeny tiny baby, Anna Kendrick, which is very exciting. I love her. She's like very good in this. Yeah, I think. Yeah, she's um, great. She plays a character named Fritzy, who's kind of like the weird girl and feels very like telling for her future yeah. career. But she's really, really uh, good in this. I think she's got some really great like lines and looks, and it's just yeah, good. She's, yeah, she's very memorable. I would watching this movie felt. Like really transported me back because it has such a feeling of like independent cinema of the nineties and early two thousands of just like it's I think clearly shot on film. Mm. It's like made for no money, 
but I feel like I feel like it's like it's like the the actors are not very good and like the directing is kind of weird and all over the place and the uh, things it's saying about like being a gay teen are like sometimes pretty problematic and confusing. Yeah, <laughs> but in, in in a way, I would say it's like interesting to watch in that way, and it's like more interesting than I remember it being because I remember really not liking it when we saw it in two thousand three <laughs> in downtown Philadelphia and being yeah. like. What is this? Yeah. This is not cool. Right. Well, it feels, there's something about it that because they're kind of uh, amateur, um, it feels very real. And especially like, like that awkwardness is kind of inherent in like theater kid life. Uh, Like we're, we're, we're an awkward folk. Um, So it felt, it just like it, it was recognizable to me back then and still now. Like, I don't think I'm as awkward as I used to be, although like, you know whatever but uh (laughs) (laughs) but uh there's something about it that that like i mean like you said it really like it it feels like of its time and it brought me it just brought me back to like college and we like learned all the choreography for turkey lurkey time and just like watching this (laughs) sorry i'm not i'm not trying to be a jerk but like turkey lurkey time not my favorite (laughs) Not my favorite song I've ever heard. Oh my god! Burt Bacharach, a genius. Like sure, sure. Um, Turkey Lurkey Time, get out of my fucking brain. But that choreography though is incredible. Sure, yeah. (laughs) You're not like a dance person, but the choreography is really good. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah. So it's just like it, it it is nostalgic and also still feels. Um, representative of of how of a lot of things that I did as a theater kid and a lot of things that I felt as a theater kid. Um, so in that way, it feels very like authentic and cool. But also, as you said, there was a lot of like problematic stuff happening in it because you know late nineties, early two thousands. Um, uh, even but- though even though it's it's uh you know like they're so you know the the trope obviously is that it's a theater camp so all of the boys are gay um and then uh the one straight boy like comes in and like there he's auditioning for the shows at the beginning and one of the counselors like whispers to the other one like an honest to god straight boy and it's just like very weird to say like I don't know it seems like a really like it doesn't seem that specifically that line in that scene feel very much for like audiences who don't do theater and don't know anything about theater because like I just can't picture someone in that position an adult in that position like like they don't care if he's straight or not do you know what I mean they Mm -hmm. care if he can sing or dance yeah right um so for me it was like the kid the straight guy and his roommate who's a gay kid uh robin de jesus who goes on to be a broadway star right yeah 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 so he i mean in real life not in the movie (laughs) jesus christ so the the relationship between the straight kid and his gay roommate is like messy you know what i mean like in Mm -hmm. a way that i don't think they that you wouldn't see on like a a like love simon style netflix show today because it would like it was like the the kid is like trying to to like the the guy the the straight guy is trying to like pretend that he's bi so that the the 
gay kid will feel included and then in the end they just kind of forget about it and then the straight guy gets his girlfriend or not not girlfriend but the girl like they they have like a fling and the straight guy is just like a hanger on in the very end while they're in the lake and stuff and it's like it's just like weird and messy and in in a kind of interesting way like it's like stumbling like in a teenage way stumbling towards something that it thinks is like cool I don't yeah. know. I, f- I found that more interesting than than I thought I would watching it. Yeah. And, then, and like, I just remember the, the thing I was saying earlier is like, I remember seeing it when we were in college, and I remember you like loving it and me being like, "This isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is very not cool." Because the thing, the main thing, like watching it, and I wrote this down. I just wrote down the word Canadian question mark, question mark, because it feels (laughs) watching it. It feels like a Canadian soap opera or something. It feels like a Degrassi thing or something. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like just directed and, and shot and like the performances, it's all coming together in such a way where it's like, are we in Canada? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And I, and I don't mean to offend anyone from Canada, but it was like, it was just like, it's like the whole thing is like, so, you know, it, theater kid style is so like earnest mm. and corny mm-hmm. in a way that is like very off-putting for a twenty uh, pretentious twenty-something film kid. Yeah. And, but you know, twenty years later, watching it, almost twenty, I guess, seventeen years later or something, watching it, I'm like, okay, like I'm. This is like a weird independent movie from from 17 years ago that is like that doesn't work and is at least more interesting than most things mm. I don't know it's kind of how I felt about it watching it this time yeah well and, and I think that like um so the the, the straight guy character's name is Vlad um and, Vlad, his, and his roommate yeah <laughs> and his roommate is uh Michael mm-hmm. okay. and the girl is Ellen which like what okay um anyway like just the names yeah. of like you know there were a ton of kids in the 90s named Vlad and Ellen yeah um but uh but so i don't think that Vlad is pretending to be bi i think he he's um because he says this out loud and this is the the point i want to make about this is that it is super awkward and it is super interesting to watch that kind of dynamic explored a little bit but he says i guess i like attention which i think is maybe true of um you know because it is obviously they're not wrong there are a lot of gay men in theater um and when i mean i've i have come across plenty of straight men in theater as well but i have done a lot of theater um and i think that that rings true as like like you said teenagers the straight boy with a bunch of uh gay boys trying to fit in and almost like doing things for attention and trying to not pretend that he's gay, but, um, in an, in an effort to fit in just to kind of like be, I mean, everybody in theater is like overtly sexual (laughs) as a teenager. That's the whole like joke. And guess what? It's true. But like he's flirting with him and he's like getting really close to him and like, you know, and so that's really fun. But then and then, like, there's, like, a weird thing where he says to Michael, like, 
well, how do you know that you're gay? Have you ever slept with a girl? Right. That whole thing. That is like, what? And then he like goes and sleeps with this girl. That whole sequence is so weird. Right. And, and I mean, that's the, you know, that's the, just the tip of the iceberg for like problematic things. So he goes and sleeps with this girl who's played by Sasha Allen, Mm -hmm. who by far has the best voice. Yeah. But is a black girl, so she's not the only way in which she's featured as far as, like, her story is in this weird thing where, like, Michael sleeps with her and then Vlad goes to check and see if he's lying and then Vlad kisses her and then, like, it's very, it's, and then there's, like, another, another character who is played by Tiffany Taylor, who, again, these two girls are so clearly... The best voices yeah. in the entire cast. Yeah. Um, and they're just not featured except yeah. for, you know, it's like that the thing that they talked about a lot on Glee, even though they never fixed it, where it's like you you bring Mercedes out at the end to do a park and bark. And like, that's what they're doing with these two women. And it's like, well, just give them their own story then. They're, they're so good. You want them to sing. You want to hear them perform. I want to know more about them. So it's like, that's a whole issue. Yeah, the one girl is like used as a, just like a weirdly sexual foil for the straight and gay characters. And it's very strange. Yeah. And I guess the other girl has has a little bit more of a story. She's the one, the character who... Uh, she shows up to take the bus to camp and her, you know, her best friend runs over and is like, oh my God, I thought you weren't coming this, this summer. Like, I thought you had to go to Weight Watchers camp because mm-hmm. she's, quotey fingers, fat. I'm putting up quotey fingers <laughs> because like she you are, you really like, are pretty normal. Um, and then her dad says, yeah, we compromised and had her jaw wired shut. So like the joke is that she gets to go to theater camp so long as she doesn't eat anything. Isn't that hysterical? <laughs> um, and then at the end, she her dad shows up for the big showcase at the end and she hasn't lost any weight. And he says like uh, he says something about it. And then she performs this beautiful song. Yeah. And, and that's a really good number. It's really great. It's really, really lovely. But it's just like, oh, God, I hate it so much. I hate like. Like obviously, like. What do you, what do you hate about it? That it well, that it's in the movie, or that it's not handled well, or how? Well, like, here's here's what it is. Here's what it is. I don't I don't like I obviously don't like the joke of that. The joke of like, oh, you're allowed to go to theater camp so long as you don't eat anything. Like the joke. It's like they're making this joke. Like so, we had her jaw wired shut. Like that's not okay. Well, <laughs> right, yeah, and I think um, I think that there's that the the dad is portrayed as like a. A, a dick for doing that. Right. Yeah. Like, what I was going to say was that I'm like, sorry. no, it's okay. What I was going to say was that like the thing that I really like about camp is that it has, it has these little, um, ticks that I think are really, um, apparent in a lot of kind of like musical theater, theater stuff where it's like pushing the brown boundaries of what's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and therefore making it funny. Like, so, so yeah, so it has that joke of like, it, you know, it's like this funny reveal where she like opens her mouth and her mouth is full of metal. And then mm-hmm. but then at the end, it's not just a fat joke. So that I really love. There's also but then like there's also stuff where like the Anna Kendrick's character Fritzy like poisons the one girl with yeah, bleach because right. like she rejected her. Yeah. And like 
it's it's like, wait, what? Like, if you actually think about it or actually try to describe it kind of beat per beat to someone, they'd be like, this sounds insane. Yeah, right. Um, but they they kind of get away with it. I don't know. It's It's interesting to watch and it's fun to watch, I think. <laughs> I had I was I enjoyed it more than I thought I would on the on second viewing mm. second ever viewing but it was interesting the thing you said about oh teens are so horny and stuff it's like this is the least sexy movie I've ever seen in my life it, like it's so like you, like and they that's not that it doesn't deal with sex like they're all they all say they're horny mm-hmm. but it's like it just there's just no like chemistry between anyone it's like, you know, it's just, it's awkward. It's like feels awkward in a way that is like, feels very true to, like you were saying, like theater kids and Yeah, well, it's rated PG-13. It is rated <laughs> PG-13. I will also say, so the performances from the teenagers, it's like, okay, well, they're teenagers, like, you know, they're getting, like, they're, they're you're getting t- awkward teenagehood from them, even if it's like unintentional, mm-hmm. you know, like even if they don't quite know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um and some of them do know what they're doing. Some of them are great. You know what I mean? But some of them, it's it's like, it, these are stage performers or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Or they're just teenagers. It's fine. But the casting and performance of the, the uh, over-the-hill hard luck director oh, who yeah. comes back. Bert. Bert. <laughs> it feels like such a missed opportunity for, like, someone to do something with that role. Yeah. The guy they got, I looked it up, is, like, a record producer... Seems like he did it. That tracks. What? That tracks. Yeah. Just like he's not (laughs) an actor. Val tracks. What? (laughs) Um, No, he's he's so clearly not an actor. Yeah, he's not an actor, and he's like does a does a fine job, I guess. But it's like saying words, right? Saying words, but it's also like the scene between him and Anna Kendrick. There's one scene where she's like what twelve or something in this movie, and (laughs) and there he's like giving her advice, and I was like. Is he like hitting on her? And it's it. It was not intentional. Clearly, like the movie uh-huh. wasn't doing that. Yeah. But he was just like the way he the the like the performance. He he didn't feel like he had control over his performance. I will say, <laughs> and it was just a very weird. Like it feels like such an opportunity to get some character actor in there. Yeah. And it felt like a guy doing a favor for the director or something. Yeah. The director, by the way. SUNY Purchase grad. Hey, hey! If you go to SUNY, S-U-N-Y. S-U-N-Y. S-U-S-U-N-Y. That's I, a real niche uh, bit. There's a, there's, so there's a, uh, I, I'm a SUNY Purchase grad. Go Panthers. Yikes. Ugh. <laughs> That's not real. It's not real. Um, and Did you have a sports team? Didn't you have like a soccer team? Yeah, it was the Panthers. Purchase Panthers. No, but I mean... <laughs> I understand you had a mascot. That's not the same as having a sports team. <laughs> and um, a couple years ago, the SUNY system released a uh, a full rap video by B. Martin that is like a SUNY-themed rap. It's uh, SUNY propaganda, and it's <laughs> so propaganda. incredible. And I go through my head all the time. It's great. It's so great. Maybe we'll post it on one of our... Our channel's great. Things. I love that. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, so SUNY graduate. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He That character is like, uh, you know, he's like washed up and he is a drunk and like, but he's, yeah, that, that guy is so clearly not an actor. Um, and I don't, I don't mean this to be like gross and be like, like, I'm not offended by it. Like, I'm not, I'm not even really mad about it, but he's just so clearly someone 
who was like, oh, I can be in a movie. I can say words like that's easy. And that's yeah. not that's not what it is. So right. um, and that really, really comes across, especially in the scenes with Anna Kendrick, who, you know, is young and, and you know, still green. I hate that term. I don't know why. Green. green yeah. I don't know why. Like. But anyway, um, I digress. Uh, but even it's it's especially apparent in the scenes with Anna Kendrick, who even though she is you know kind of uh, inexperienced, just like the rest of the kids there, um, is I think clearly showcasing that she can be something. And maybe that's just because I know that she is that a she good is, actress. Yeah. But also, I think I mean at this point she had done. Um, Stuff on Broadway, like High Society and there was oh, something gotcha. else that she was in. But anyway, the point is, it is even telling in those scenes that he has with Anna Kendrick, where it's like, she is she is doing the work and he is saying words. Yeah. <laughs> I, this feels also feels very much like a pre-Glee thing. Mm-hmm. Like this, like, it feels, like, Glee feels like the hyper uh, clean, hyper big budget version of... This. this is not a Glee podcast. <laughs> I know. But if That's was, what we should have done. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> God, no. Glee is like a very commodified, clean, ver- like, by committee version of camp. And camp is like a messy, what the fuck is this, like, no money <laughs> version of that same yeah. idea. Right down to the fact that, like, the... Musical numbers are, like, pre-recorded, clearly. Oh, yeah. I do have that note where I was like, we're not singing live? What the fuck? We oh. haven't even talked about the musical numbers, which are, like... I know. <laughs> like, they just... They, they... I don't think the movie does a good job of, like, actually painting what it's like process-wise at the, the camp. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At, like... Yeah. Like, they just... All of a sudden, they're putting on shows. Yeah. There's no, like... I mean, there's maybe some rehearsal st- scenes, but they're not... It's not about that. It's not, like... It's about this, like, drama between the teens or whatever. And it's... Right. Like, you don't it's see... It's just all of a sudden, they're making... They're all of a sudden, they're doing a full version of, like, Company or whatever. Or Turkey Lurkey Time or Right. Whatever. Turkey... Like, you know, they're doing Promises, Promises. And, and they're, they're doing all of these shows that are um, uh, wildly inappropriate for teens to be singing. You know, like, I'm still here and... Um, um, rise. I'm telling you I'm not going. I'm telling you I'm not going. Like, these are all songs that you should not sing as a child because you don't understand them. Um, but I have the feeling I, you know, have never been to stage door uh, the camp, but I have a feeling they talk to the kids about this kind of stuff. And also you have kids there who are going to do that kind of work, who are passionate about musical theater already and are already doing that work. So it would have been neat to see some of that. But I wonder if, if it had included more of that, is that more alienating because you know there's somewhere in these people's minds where it's like we want to we want to portray what this camp is and what these kids are like and what this is but we don't want to alienate like it's still we still want it to be a movie we still want people to see it and to like it have you watched so let's get into like this as a dvd unit in our collection Mm -hmm. have you watched it since we bought it and do you remember like buying it and stuff I don't remember buying it, um, and I kn- but I have definitely watched it several times since owning it. I, in fact, right before we decided to start this podcast, I watched it. Now, I watched it streaming <laughs> instead of going to get the TV. Oh, my God. But- <laughs> That's so many points against it for our 
ultimate decision. But um holy lord. But yes, I have definitely watched camp a bunch of times, especially like um you know like now you can find almost anything on streaming. So I don't actually think that that's an actual point against it. Um but back when, you know, stuff first started streaming and whatever, uh camp was certainly not available. Camp was not one of the ones they were like rushing to make sure everyone could watch whenever they wanted right. to watch it. Um, but I have definitely like several times watched camp since it was purchased. So it's like in the collection. It's a good, it's a good one for the Liza collection. It is. It really is. Yeah. Mm, mm. Interesting. Okay. Going to be a tough one. All right. Should we Stay move tuned. on to movie number two? Let me see if there's any final camp thoughts. That character's bad. I wrote the word sweet in big letters. I said, this movie is sweet. It's sweet. I um, liked the joke about Night Mother. It made me excited. <laughs> it made me think about, like, I think this is a function of when the IFC logo came up, like IFC yeah. Films, it yeah, was, yeah. like, really, like, took me back <laughs> to just watching a ton of independent films, which I feel like we don't watch as many independent films anymore. Well, I think the, because, like, landscape has changed as far as, like, yeah. Yeah, I think I, think, I agree with that. I think that, like... It doesn't mean that they don't get made. It's that like it's just that it's it, the landscape has changed, and also we are much older. We have kids. It's like mm-hmm. there's there's you know we'll find some true crime documentary to watch instead of seeking out some weird thing. It's harder <laughs> to sometimes you know everyone will be talking about a movie, but it's if you it's harder to find those niche things sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know if there's a million things on Hulu or whatever or like. It's, you know, so it's, I think the landscape has changed, but I did, seeing that logo did take me back and it felt very, um, it made me excited to watch some of the other, like, early 2000s indie films in our collection. Yeah. Like, seeing the, like, amateur actors and the kind of, like, low budgetness of it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't wait till we get to Short Bus and, like, stuff like oh that. Oh, Short Bus. Yeah. Okay. All right. On to movie number two, which is La Chienne from 1931, directed by Jean Renoir. It's his second sound feature. <laughs> Jean Renoir, who we all know, uh, iconic director of Rules of the Game and Grand Illusion, right? Um, uh, the IMDb synopsis is a woman and her pimp exploit a painter for money. <laughs> Which is surprisingly accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. Movie was made remade by Fritz Lang as Scarlet Street, which is a film noir, famous film noir. I... Uh-huh. I'm very interested in hearing you talk about this movie. I want to know what you thought. This was a movie I <laughs> loved. I wrote papers about it in my at film school. If you go to SUNY, S-U-N-Y. I like love genre noir. Like I was like such a, I was like this, I've had such a, this is a recent purchase because it was a Criterion Blu-ray right. that I got on sale. Right. That I was like very excited when it came out on Criterion. I was like, oh yeah, La Chienne. Like, oh. Uh, um, so, but you had never seen it. Mm-hmm. I had not seen it in 15 years. Probably. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm so I'm, int- when we didn't talk about it after we watched it. Yeah, I, we did I, it. I very much enjoyed watching it with you. <laughs> loved watching it again, but we didn't like debrief afterwards. Right. So I, what, should we give a synopsis or should I get your opinion? Um, well, I mean, like, honestly, the synopsis from IMDb is, like, very accurate. Like, it's like, like, I feel like usually those synopses, 
Is that the plural of synopsis? I, I have no idea. Oh God. Probably. Um, the the synopses from IMDb are usually inaccurate. Like yeah. the one from Camp, where it's like, oh, it's about this theater director. No, it's not. Right. Um, but this one feels like. On point, a woman and a pimp exploit a painter for money. Um, yeah. He's like a sad sack, like, and she's, yeah, exactly. He yeah. falls in love. He falls in love with this prostitute. Turns turns out they're scamming him. Mm-hmm. And then this very, like, mild-mannered guy's, guy ends up murdering her Yeah. in the end. And it's about his destruction. Murder, murdering her in the end and also, but, but then also, like, uh, leaving Spoiler it. alert. Yes, we we have established <laughs> this is not a spoiler-free podcast. So also, the movie's a hundred. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't seen it, too bad. Um, no, but so he he murders this woman um, because she's uh, you know laughing at him, saying like I never loved you and it was only for the money and whatever. Um, and uh, then he pins it on the pimp, and the pimp mm-hmm. goes to jail. Yeah, goes to jail, gets hung. Is convicted of this crime. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I um, hmm, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't have a lot of notes about it, which That's is fine. which is funny to me. Um, Lashian, by the way, means the bitch. It that sure be, does. I should have said that earlier. Sure does. Lashian, the bitch, which translates to the bitch. Yeah, and he he calls her a bitch before he kills her. Yeah, which is does. like oh. Uh, I kind of made the joke at the beginning because also this this guy, the guy they're uh, exploiting, uh, very mild mannered, very kind of like dopey and whatever, yeah. and married to a woman who is um, awful, a shrew, a right? shrew, if you will, a classic shrew. Um, and I was like, is she the bitch? Is she the one? And I like, yeah, made, made, it was a very funny. If you joke. look around the table and you can't tell who the Shan is, the Shan is, it's you, baby. <laughs> um, but. Uh, the the whole time it was it was difficult for me to watch it because the entire time I, I was distracted by like oh this is so film school this is so like I'm gonna study this and I'm it felt like I felt like I was in class watching it mm. um so it was difficult to to kind of see it any other way which I guess is not great but. I was trying to like, no, no, like watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I wrote like, it feels like film school. I'm looking at the composition of the shots and not thinking about the story that they're telling, which is interesting. And I wonder if that's just because like that back then in 1931 wouldn't have necessarily been a trope, but it is a trope now of like, which part? Of just like dopey guy falls in love with a girl. Oh, okay. She's yeah, using yeah. him. She's actually in love with someone else. You know what I mean? That feels like a trope, a story that's been told a thousand different ways now. Yeah, right. Um, back then it might not have been, but I feel like it was. I feel like I feel like that's an interesting thing you bring up because I feel like it probably was a trope. Like it starts with like the puppet show, and it's like oh, yeah. this classic tale. Like I think that. I think okay. th- I think th- I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying like that's an interesting point that it's a trope. Like I think mm-hmm. I think it, it, it they do fit into like paradigms of mm-hmm. like like they even say in the beginning they have like this is the yeah the guy, that's true and this is the the woman who like whatever it's this classic tale and then this guy day day is just day day you day know day, that, yeah that whole thing that's yeah an, maybe it's point. just maybe it's just because now now that story has has been told so many different ways and it's possible back then it it, it was only 
it was more straightforward like it was, you mm-hmm. know, like in this in this film. Yeah. Um so yeah, so 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 I'm looking at the composition of the shots and 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 wondering the whole time like, "Oh, was this is this the thing? Like I'm wondering what you learned at film school about this film. Like, oh, was this the first time they like did a shot from outside of a window. I don't know. I didn't go to film school, but do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like watching, I'm looking for stuff like that and watching like, Oh, that's an interesting way to shoot that. Is it an interesting way to shoot it? I don't know, but you do know you can, you watch movies. I do watch movies, but you know know what I mean? Like this thing you're talking about, it's such a shame that you feel this like barrier of like, Oh, I didn't go to film school. uh Like it's like, no, you watch movies. That's all it is. Like film school is bullshit. Like I had a great time there. Lovely. theater school right exactly <laughs> like it's all bullshit like you watch movies you know what you know what you're looking at like you yeah. know if it works on you or if it doesn't if it doesn't work on you it doesn't yeah. work on you but there um, was but, but there was definitely you're right there's like a barrier there where i was thinking about it instead of just watching it and appreciating it and kind of realizing afterwards i think that does happen where i watch films and i go oh my god like 10 minutes later like oh my god that was one shot you know what i mean no cuts or mm-hmm. whatever but this felt like i was looking for those things as like a study um, and then I also wrote, I can't tell if the acting is bad or if it's just old slash French, <laughs> which like, I don't think, and, and that's a very early note. Um, I think by the end I had decided that the acting was not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, especially the guy, uh, the main guy, the Michelle Simone, he's like a class, he's like a. He was th- that actor. this the 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 scene where Legrand Legrand that's his character yeah Legrand the scene where he finds out um, that she's in love with her pimp or whatever mm-hmm. and and, and, and she's been playing him the whole time yeah is is great he's yeah. so great he like leaves and then he comes back and it's like it's like oh shit that sequence in- is like incredible yeah it's like, it's like really I I that's like a very I think famous sequence from the movie is like the people playing music on the street yeah and like he leaves and comes back and you know, again, yeah 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 it's like he's really really incredible so by the end of the movie i had uh made up my mind that it was not that it was bad <laughs> acting but at the beginning i was kind of like again I, th- I think that is is again the same thing where i'm studying it and i'm going am am i just missing something here like what do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um it's so funny that you bring up windows okay because that is like a huge thing in Renoir films it's like really is like shooting things from outside windows because it gives you kind of like a sense that this is just like a th- I mean it does whatever it does to you it's not like, right it's not like a one-to-one this means this like, right, right, right but it but it, it like to me it gives it's and like his I think his intent sometimes was to like Oh, this is like happening in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not just like on a stage somewhere, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like that to me, I mean, I'm not like, I hope none of this, I'm not like disagreeing with you or anything like that. It's not about that. I'm just like watching it again. I was like kind of expecting to not love it as much as I loved it when I was like a pretentious film kid. And I don't, I, I think I like, you love it in a different way. Yeah, sure. Let's say that. Because, like, <laughs> you know, I think, like, there's a, there's a, like, I don't know what the fuck I was relating to about this, like, old, beaten down man <laughs> who was, like, in love with a prostitute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was, I looked at um, the lyrics to uh, this Weezer song the other day, The Good Life, which is, like, 
you know, very like huge song in my youth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, what the, f- what, what did I relate to about this? Like it's, the chorus is like, I don't want to be an old man anymore. It's like, it's like about a guy who's like trying to like, like, uh, like the whole, like, I want to go back to the good life. It's like, what? What, like, I was, like, 17. Right. What the fuck? The good life when you were, too. Right, exactly. But anyway, so, I don't know. I, I think I there was definitely part of me that thought, like, when I was a younger person, like, oh, this story is, like, cool. There's, like, a prostitute and there's a mm-hmm. pimp and, like, this guy's misunderstood or whatever. And, like, obviously, I'm not saying I thought that Legrand, who, like, you know, the whole thing is about his downfall and what a weak person he is. And then he commits murder. Yeah. Which is a classic film noir thing. But like, um, that was why I got adopted as a film noir later. But like, I obviously I don't think that I like didn't pick up that that was a bad arc for him, (laughs) but I definitely watching it now. I was like, I was less into that part of it and way more into the, the style of it. And like, just the the French streets and the staircases and the alleyways and like the mm-hmm. the thing that Renoir does, which I love, is like, oh, there's like the scene where he's like looking. I mean, you you picked up on it. Windows. It's mm-hmm. like all about windows. Like he's looking out here when he discovers her in bed with the pimp. It goes. It jumps outside the window, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're seeing it. And like the um, the scene where he's in his apartment and it just like pans out the window and there's a little girl playing piano. Yeah. And like, it's not, it's not there for story or anything, but it's just like a moment in the world. And I think that like, I, I, I love that about those, about his movies. There's that, mm-hmm. there's the little girl, there's the dancing couple in the bar. Yeah. Remember that? There's yeah. Like yeah. It's like nothing weird scene. Yeah. And I wrote the little cat, which I don't remember the little cat. Oh, there's a cat. There's a cat. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like, and there's you, a cat. And I remember thinking, oh, is this a thing in every like Renoir movie? They, he, he, is that his thing? He is a cat. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Look, he might. I don't know. <laughs> but it reminded me of um, Children of Men. There's a like, there's well, uh, Alfonso Cuarón does that too. Where there's just little other things in the world that make it feel like a full world. And like yeah. in Children of Men, there's a shot where Clive Owen looks down and there's a cat just like climbing up his leg in the, oh, yeah. in the house. And it just, for it just really like reminded me of that. I don't know why, but anyway, so, um, I don't know. I think that's, I, 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 know, I, I think also, um, because I'm not someone who, who generally watches a lot of older films. I think that was like a barrier for me too, which is doesn't feel good and I like don't feel good about it, but there it is. <laughs> um but not like me. All I do is watch old movies. Well, the- but you've certainly watched more old films <laughs> than I have. You you recently had a whole thing where you kept watching who was it? Oh, Jimmy Stewart. I movies. kept coming down and he was watching Jimmy Stewart and I was like and every time you'd be like, Ugh, this guy and I'm like, why are you yeah, <laughs> why don't even like weird Jimmy Stewart, Stewart kick? Anyway. I really don't care for him. But you certainly have watched more older yeah, films yeah, yeah. than I have. And and uh, I was just saying I think that's like pretty normal, especially this day and age too. Yeah. Like, like to have not like no Kids these I, days. Well, I just mean like there's so much stuff to watch. Yeah. And so much good stuff to watch. Yeah. That like it's you have to really make an effort to and also, you know, we're all we're all on Netflix. We're all Venmoing our Netflix to our Roku boxes. And uh, <laughs> I love that you include Roku in there, which seems like real niche, like not even like a. Anyway, and uh, but like Netflix, you look at the percentage of movies they have before 1990, and it's like minuscule. Like right. it's like 
it's like 4% of right. their library. I think it's lower than that, actually. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's very, very low. <laughs> yes. And um, Netflix is going to come for us about those percentages. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do better. Uh, be better. <laughs> Have more old movies. Come on. They're good. Uh, but yeah, so like I, there's there's definitely a barrier there too as as someone who doesn't watch a ton of um of older films. Um like I I remember while I was watching it feeling like the narrative of it felt it felt like an outline or like a checklist. And I don't know if that's literally just because um you know, it's like they would do this like 2 second scene and then like fade out. You know what oh, I mean? I love and it's the like long fade outs. Oh my god, the I long fade outs. But it was just like I, I don't know if that was just if again, is that a thing where that's his style? Is that a thing where, you know, that's that's part of the story. That's part of it of of you know, making making this film or is it a thing where it's like, well yeah, back then that was what you did. Do you know what I mean? And I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, so it felt so I was thinking about that as opposed to like it just it took me out of the film a bunch. Is, are these little things where I'm like, oh, is that because it's old or is that because it's French or is that because, you know, which mm-hmm. says more about me than about the film. But but there it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, it also had a fair amount of the thing that you hate, which is people being unnecessarily mean to someone. Oh, my God. There is that. I really can't. You I hate that. I hate it so much. You hate so bullying. Much. I, like, in a very, like, real, real, like, succinct way, I don't like it when people are mean to other people. <laughs> like, I, it makes me really upset. It's it funny because really you, you love, Because like, I'm such a bitch. No. <laughs> I was going to say, because you love, like, the Saw movies and stuff. Like, it's not that you dislike anyone being mean to anyone. Like, uh-huh. you, we like horror movies. Like, you like, right. you know. But it's... Okay. Viol- but being violent is different than being mean. Yeah. Like, I you don't like tolerate. that either. I'm not, like, super excited about, like, a murderer murdering people. But, like, they're not, like, telling them they're fat before they do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like I, I just, like, I just, like, yeah, yeah, I really, I can't handle it. And that, especially, well, and especially specifically, um, you know, like, underdogs or, or like, yeah meek people who aren't going to stand up for themselves. Yeah. And, you hate it. And say like, fuck off, man. I'm right. amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, this <laughs> defeated, doesn't go fuck off. Yeah. Man. This defeated old man in this old French movie yes. doesn't have like Lizzo energy. Where no, he's he like, doesn't have Lizzo energy. <laughs> he's like, I love my body. No, he's just so any, he, yeah, he's like, he's so exactly defeated. And and he's like a painter, and I'm like, oh, he has like an artistic soul. Don't be mean. To and they him. exploit it. And then yeah, and she like pretends, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, her pretending to be like pretending to be in love with someone, and and like, Only especially because like especially because like watching it again, it's like, I mean, she's pretending to be in love with him. I'm air quoting again, but like she's not, like, like it feels very much like a like a man wanting to see something that's not there totally there's like for for he he like buys her an apartment right so yeah he gives her a lot of money yeah and i think and like for for like months she doesn't let him come upstairs yeah um even though they're like dating and like you know yeah i think he's a real uh 
like he's got he's not you you know this whole thing about him being a meek character like but he's deeply flawed oh absolutely which i think of is course. Like, you know he's like completely um well, i mean he's cheating on his wife first right. of all exactly <laughs> cheating on, he's cheating on his wife and he's you know completely um uh, unrealistic about what his expectations are of this relationship and then eventually mm-hmm. like he fucking murders her right. so it's not no, good he's not, he's not great. great i'm not defending no, the I, brand. Know, I know you're not i know but you're also not. like don't be mean to him because <laughs> she, she does like like when it's revealed she's like laughing at him yeah. and like calling him an idiot and it's Fully. like oh come on man oh, come on lady. <laughs> Um, right. Oh, I do have a note. It it, it does look incredible. It's yeah. Like, like the Criterion, like if we're to, again, to get into like the disc itself. Right. It's like a transfer from the negative. Yeah. Uh, and it looks beautiful. It, it looks does look great. beautiful. Um, and like the, you know, those like, like I said, those French alleyways, staircases, like alleyways. I just loved it. I yeah. loved, I love, I felt I loved uh, like just being in it for a little while. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Mm-hmm. It felt nice. Yeah, I will say that it's like I wasn't I wasn't bored, which that's sounds good. like more of a dig than I mean it to. No, but like I was not, good. I was fully invested in it, watching yeah. it the whole time. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I do feel like we spoiled. The, I do feel like there's a maybe a fair amount of people who have not seen La Chienne and we did spoil the entire movie. Immediately. Well, again, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I listen. I'm sorry. If you have not seen La Chienne and now you feel like it's ruined for you, yeah. I'm very sorry. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. But we did I tell don't. you from the beginning that it is not a spoiler-free podcast. We are talking about the movies. We're talking about the movies. That's right. Yeah. They knew this was going to be the episode. Yes. They had a chance. They did. Those assholes. Yeah. Who are they to talk to us like this? Don't be mean to them, though. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Should we pit them against each other? Well, so just really quickly, oh, just no. I just want to make sure because you said this in the meeting. You, you. It's a recent purchase, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you hadn't watched it since film school. Is that correct? Correct. I had not. I had like a VHS copy of it in film school. Okay. So you purchased it recently and didn't watch it. That's true. Until you were forced to watch it. Interesting. That's an interesting point. But you I, had camp for... That I would just like to make. Thank you. <laughs> the thing you're doing right now physically <laughs> is very strange. People can't see it. But they could hear that I got closer to the mic. Yeah, it was so. weird. It was unpleasant. I think it played. I think it played well. Okay, great. Okay. Um, okay, so talking about them against each other. This is like pitting you against me like i mean let's not (laughs) no but this is no but this is very much like like i feel like we immediately we're on episode two yeah and we were we got to something we got to something because our marriage (laughs) is very much like we have grown together we have we really have into an amazing unit we've been together since we were 17 and the and the um oh god that's as old as campus (laughs) it's as old as campus um uh sorry. wow! The, sorry, the number seventeen really flummoxed me. Um, <laughs> so not new information. It's true. So we've <laughs> we've grown together, mm. and but part of that growth, and I think something that has really like helped that is like you do your thing, I do my thing. Not everything <laughs> has to be the same. Yeah, I love La Chienne. I never like made you watch it. No, you know what I mean. No. Like it's like you you have like all sorts of things that I'm like. 
not, I don't want to say not, like that, they, you know, we just have respect each other's boundaries. I yes, I think we, have we, healthy we are able to be separate people. I think there's some, there's, I mean, again, this is not a relationship podcast, but there's Isn't some. Isn't it? Oh, God. Um, but there, I think there's a, maybe a, a misconception that if if you're a couple with someone, you have to like every single thing that the other person likes and you have to be the same person. And, and we were, I mean, very clear from the beginning, it's in our wedding vows that we are not becoming one person. We are two people who want to spend a lot of time together. So here we are. Here we are. But by the same token, um, uh, I think that you now have a little bit more of, of an appreciation for theater in yeah, general. for sure. And I have certainly seen way more films than I might have seen without you. Um, sure. And uh, more variety of films. And, you know, like I was going to the movies as someone who wants to be an actor. Like I was going to the movies and seeing stuff. But I was also like... It was a lot of rom-coms and, you know, what have you. Which are great. Which are great. Which are great. Not Everything Has to Be La Chienne uh, from 1931, <laughs> well, directed by General Noir. Oh, okay. His second sound feature. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I think I think we, that's the grown together part. Yes. But anyway, yes. the re- whole reason I brought that up was just to mm-hmm. say that, like, this this is a very, like, our parallel lives yeah. pitted against each other in a fun, low stakes way. A fun way. Fun way. Fun. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun on here. DVD deathmatch. Um, a note that I wrote. Oh, oh. By the way, points to La Chienne because it ended, and I had the thought, and then it popped up on the screen, and then the thought that I had was, if it doesn't say fiend, I'm going to be very upset. But then it popped up on the screen, and I was very excited. So I have in my notes here written in all caps, fiend. Um, but um, the other note that I had in conclusion is it's lovely, but I don't need to watch it again. You don't. And I to. don't think that it's entertaining. <gasps> I disagree with you. Oh. That, it's not, that it's not entertaining. <laughs> it's like funny. Like there's the concierge. She's like, let them figure it out. Like there's these funny side characters. Mm-hmm. There's the, 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 the great performances. Like I would throw on La Chienne again someday. And plus, it's that that beautiful Criterion edition. You got all the. It is beautiful. I said that. I I said I for yeah. sure said that. <laughs> um, uh, but I stand by that. I don't. I would not. I don't need to watch it again. Well, I don't ever want to see camp again. <laughs> so where are we? What do we do? I don't know. This is a tough one. I don't know where. I don't know where we go. I don't know where we go from here because because I do think that it is it is a. Uh, we have- Every argument that you have for getting rid of camp, I have the same argument for getting rid of La Chienne and vice versa. I think that that is going to be true. Here. Exactly. And I'm not even arguing hard for getting rid of no, camp. No, no, I'm not. Why I'm did also we not- set this up where we have to get rid of a DVD? I don't know. What because a terrible it's not- idea for a podcast. Because it's not interesting. <laughs> there's it's a true. hook. It's you true. gotta have a hook. There's, there's gotta be stakes. Yeah. Well, it feels like... We should like flip a coin or something to figure out. Flip a coin. Well, we're not going to agree. All right. And I'm also not going to make you get rid of camp. This movie that you love. I don't see any other way to do I it. I don't see any other way either. Okay, so what's which is heads and which is tails? Like so, camp is heads. Camp is heads. Lashan is tails. Yeah. And we are flipping to see who goes. Who goes? Yes. Camp is heads. Camp is heads. Tails. La Chiana's Tales. Okay. We're flipping to see who goes. Okay. Hey, Siri. Hmm? 
Flip a coin for me. It's heads this time. <gasps> no! Siri, you bitch! <laughs> R.I.P. Cam. R.I.P. Cam. Oh, man. I mean, the good news is, is that it's streaming and yeah. I can still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want. Anytime I want. Fine. And it'll go, we'll give it to a, a library and a <laughs> young theater kid will be inspired. Fine. All right, we gotta, what are the next, uh, next random movies? Listen, it doesn't feel good, okay? It, it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel good. good. I don't feel good. But Camp, <laughs> Camp, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for your, your service. service. We appreciate you. And um, best of luck in your future endeavors. Yes. Okay. So it is time to pick our films for the next time. Do you have the list pulled up? I have the list. You're ready with the list. I'm ready with the list. Here we go. Uh, so we're now, we, we got rid of one. So we're down to. Uh, we got rid of two. We got rid of. We got rid of Br- two. Brigadoon and Brigadoon Camp. Brigadoon and Camp. So now we're down to 1,311. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,311. A random number between 1 and 1,311 is 257. Let's see. 257. What's it going to be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Children of Men. Oh, as referenced in this very podcast. That is so weird. Now people are going to think we rigged it. We, we didn't, didn't rig, rig it, it, guys. That's so crazy. All right. Let's uh, see who's going up against Children of Men. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 1,311. A random number between 1 and 1,311 is 449. 449, let's see. Four, what do we four, got? 449. What, what do we got? 449 from 1969. It's Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> like the cartoon? Yep. Oh, that's kind of brilliant. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Maybe not as simple as you think. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm going to put it out there. I laugh. I laugh. You do laugh. But also, I, there's, I, there's, there's an argument to be had here. Great. All right. Well. Well, this was lovely. This was lovely. <laughs> um. Um. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and make sure you like find us and follow us and uh, say hello and whatever. I don't know. Uh, rate us. I don't rate know. Us. Listen. Rate we, us on the iTunes store. Yeah. What? On the. <laughs> Um, come back next week and see who survives. The DVD death match. match. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Great. Nice. That was good. Do you feel good about that? I feel great. I feel do, really good. Do you want to do it again or you feel good? I feel good. I love that.